Welcome, friends. This is James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and you're tuned into Propaganda Watch. And this week, I have a fascinating tale for you. It's the story of how a event or a news story can be reported and then effectively the conversation around it contained, not because any particular person is crafting this or trying to make this series of events happen, but simply by the nature of the medium through which this message is being reported, in this case, the internet. What am I talking about? Well, actually, today we're going to start with a little challenge for you. And I invite you to play along. I know only 1% or 1 one-hundredth of 1% of the audience will actually do this, but I, I would like you to play along. I'm going to direct you to the, the core source of today's story. It is a post from the Yang2020 blog, yang2020.com, called Regulating Technology Firms in the 21st Century. This is presidential candidate Andrew Yang's proposal for how to regulate big tech in the 21st century. And I would like you to pause this video and to read through this entire blog post and then put on your journalistic cap and imagine if you were going to write a story about this blog post and your coverage of what Andrew Yang is proposing. You don't have to write the whole story, but just think, okay, if I had to summarize what my story is going to be about in just a headline, what would the headline be? What headline would I choose to adequately encapsulate what this blog post is about and what it's proposing and why it's newsworthy? So if you are game to play along, I invite you to pause the video now and to make your headline. All right, everybody ready? Okay, we'll go on. Again, I know only one or two people in the audience will actually do this, but... <laughs> I think it is interesting, and we're doing it for a specific reason. So let's just read a little bit of this. Specifically, uh, let's move down to where he gets into, well, okay, the big tech is the problem. Okay, we all agree on that. So what's the solution? And he says, we need to come up with 21st century solutions to these problems. All right, sounds good. 21st century? How can you say no? So his approach is four-pronged. Number one, regulate the use of data and privacy by establishing, establishing data as a property right. The associated rights will enable individuals to retain ownership and share in the economic value generated by their data. Number two, minimize health impacts of modern tech on our people, particularly our children. I will create a department of the attention economy that focuses on smartphones, social media, gaming, and apps, and how to responsibly design and use them, including age restrictions and guidelines. Number three, stop the spread of misinformation that is eroding trust in our institutions and fanning the flames of polarization in our society. I will scale up VAT, value-added tax, on digital ads to hasten a shift away from ad-driven business models, require disclosures on all ads, regulate bot activity, and regulate algorithms addressing the gray area between publishers and platforms. And number four, adopt a 21st century approach to regulation that increases the knowledge and, ca and capacity of government while using new metrics to determine competitiveness and quickly identifies emerging tech in need of regulation. All right, four-pronged approach, 21st century solutions. Again, I would invite you to actually read through this blog post in its entirety because there's a lot of parts of this that we're not going to pick out today that probably deserve to be talked about. But that's kind of the point. My question to you, if you were one of the three people in the audience who actually played along and created a headline for this blog, uh, blog post, or the news story you were going to write about this blog post, what was that headline? What, 
what was the the catch? What was the grab? What do you think would get people's attention and adequately encapsulate some of the things that Yang is talking about and why those things may be newsworthy? It's not a rhetorical exercise. That is something that people are doing every single day, obviously, online and in print and on television and everywhere else that are trying to report news. Again, this is not necessarily, it doesn't have to be some grand editor trying to control every story and exactly where it goes. Reporters and and headline writers and everyone else have to just try to make use of what they have to try to convey information in a way that people are going to get it. So you have to come up with a headline. And TheVerge.com came up with this particular headline for this story. Andrew Yang wants to tax digital ads and launch a new algorithm regulator. Yang tries to guide big, big tech with a new proposal. All right, well, yes, I mean, those things are in that blog post if you go and read them, taxing digital ads and launching a new algorithm regulator. Is that... Does that adequately encapsulate all of the things that are in here? Well, can you do that in a headline? I mean, again, we don't necessarily have to blame the headline writers that they can't encapsulate everything in a headline. But we can blame the people who go on headlines to, to, uh, to think about and respond to stories. But more on that in a moment. Anyway, uh, Verge starts by noting that on Thursday, 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang put out a sweeping new tech policy proposal with a number of controversial propo- uh, with a number of controversial proposals. Proposal proposals, that's bad writing, including taxing digital ads and launching a new department to regulate algorithms on social networks. And it goes on to talk about the problems of big tech and how it's going to play into presidential nominees and their platforms and what Yang was talking about. And then it gets into disinformation on social media as one of the things that this addresses. Um... In his tech proposal, Yang piggybacks on his digital ads value-added tax, suggesting that if it were implemented, there would be less false information on social media because platforms would become subscription-based and not be forced to accept advertising at all, let alone misleading political ads, which is quite a a stretch. But anyway... um, Again, it goes on to talk about this. It talks about amending the uh, Section 230, which I'm sure you have all heard about now. Section 230, the Communications Decency Act, and the difference between a publisher and a uh, platform. And it's, it has a little sidebar on what is Section 230. It goes into data ownership and privacy. Um, Yang saying that data should be classified as property and users should have certain rights over how their data is collected and used by tech companies and talks a little bit about that. It says guidance, not antitrust. Yang supports a new approach to modern antitrust in his new platform as well, but he doesn't support breaking up big tech. And then it goes into that issue. It talks about loot boxes and then it talks about tech's health impact. So the article does go into several of the points that are raised here. And again, you can't talk about every single point. So At least there was an attempt. There was an attempt to make a story. But if the phrase, there was an attempt, actually means anything to you, it may mean that you are a user or purveyor of Reddit, which is, of course, the front page of the internet, right? Um, Yes, either you know what Reddit is or you don't. And if you don't, I don't know how you're on the internet at this point. I'm sure you've come across Reddit at this point. It is a discussion platform in which people can create their own communities called subreddits uh, around given topics. And then discussion is fostered on those topics. And it's a threaded conversation with the ability to vote up or vote down comments and etc. Now... It's interesting. Uh, Obviously, Reddit is a cesspool of nonsense and is directed 
I mean, <laughs> directed at and by mostly 15-year-olds at this point, I, I would assume. <laughs> uh, the depth of discussion is generally not that great. But then again, I mean, there are different subreddits and they have different qualities. But uh, generally, whatever you're going to find on the front page of Reddit and the are all is not going to be particularly interesting or uh, insightful. And case in point, the Reddit conversation surrounding this Verge.com uh, article on the Andrew Yang proposal is particularly enlightening in that regard. So, again, we've looked at the... You've read the blog post, right? And you came up with your, your own headline of what you would have written about. And then we've just looked at The Verge and the way they covered this. And we've looked through the article and actually at least glanced at what they cover. Again, please do actually read the article for yourself. But so we've seen, we've gotten a taste of, of the bigger story here. And then, of course, it gets posted to Reddit. And on Reddit itself, all you see is the headline, Andrew Yang wants to tax digital ads and launch a new algorithm regulator. And of course, the, uh, the photo. Um, I'm not sure actually where that photo came from. It's supposed to be a preview of the actual article photo, but anyway, uh, then they have a little article photo, and then there's the link to the actual uh, the actual article where you can read it. And uh, one would assume if you're going to read through this article, well, the first thing you would do is to actually click on here and go to the actual blog post that it's based on and read through it for yourself. So you're not simply relying on what other people are reporting, right? That's the way this works, right? <laughs> of course not. Of course that is not how this works. How it works, especially on a forum like Reddit, is that all you see is the headline, and you would have to actually click through to the article to go read through the article, and then you'd have to click in the article to go to the actual blog post from which this all comes from. Again, just like there is maybe 1% of 1% of 1% of the viewing audience that just did the <laughs> headline game with me, there's probably 1% of 1% of 1% of the people, the however many hundreds of thousands of people saw this on Reddit, who actually did any of those steps. What people tend to do is read the headline and then comment on the headline. <laughs> and, of course, this works in a lot of other places, too, like on Twitter, where you post a story with a link to an article, and then people will only ever comment on the, the headline and what they assume it means. <laughs> and, again, this is a well-known phenomenon. Um, but it is part of the nature of the medium itself. This is the type of conversation that is uh, that is fostered in a place where you have these this disconnect between the content and just the title of the content. So people tend to react to the title, of course. And and this is perfectly reflected in the comments of this particular Reddit thread. So we've seen a little bit uh, of what this actually contains, and hopefully you've read through it, so you actually have an idea of what is actually being discussed here. And some of you maybe have your own ideas about what what you would like to discuss regarding this. Well, what does Reddit want to discuss regarding this? Uh, the first thing is someone responding, again, just responding to the title, the headline, as if this whole blog post is just about taxing digital ads. That's one tiny bit of this much more extensive proposal. But the person responds to what is highlighted in the first part of the headline, wants to tax digital ads. If you start taxing digital ads, does that mean there will be less sexy singles in my area that want to meet me? <laughs> Of course, the top comment is often just a trivial joke that is tangentially related to the content at best, usually just some sort of pun or silly comment about the headline. So, mission accomplished there. And then it goes into a conversation more generally about 
tax tax law in general, in a general sense, not specifically what Andrew Yang is talking about, just general tax law. If we're changing tax law, why not just close some of these stupid loopholes and make the corporations actually pay their taxes? So now there's an entire thread that goes in a completely different direction about taxing taxation in general and value-added taxes and how they work and why they why are they a progressive tax or how can you make them work and, and blah, blah, blah. So of course it goes in that direction. And uh, for people who don't use Reddit, I'd like to point out that each one of these continue this thread. There's there's dozens of other comments here that you're not seeing. This is kind of the encapsulated short form version of this thread. But at each point, you can go in. I mean, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of comments here that we could get to if we keep scrolling down. And then 57 more replies if you want to read through that particular thread. Again, had nothing to do with the article itself. Um, then somebody changes the subject. This is encouraging, pointing to a Yang twenty, a different Yang 2020 blog <laughs> that isn't part of what's being discussed here about Revive OTA. Well, it's tangentially related anyway. It's the Office of Technology Assessment or whatever that was canceled in 1995. Um, and one of Yang's planks that I, I think is actually mentioned in this to be fair. Uh, one of Yang's planks is he wants to revive this office, and it's about, oh, you know, the Chinese government are full steam ahead trying to create AI. They know that the next big winners on the world stage will probably be the biggest winners of all. Meanwhile, in the U.S., you have people of influence who still haven't worked out how to sign into Facebook or know what Wi-Fi is. So, again, valid points, but not exactly the central theme. Um, then you get another joke about someone who went into accounting, but well, accounting's going to become automated. Okay, I'll I'll, uh, I'll switch to digital marketing, and then suddenly taxes. Oh yeah. Oh no. Da da da. da. Finally, again, and keep in mind, hundreds of comments um, have been concealed here that you have to click through to, to read if you want to continue reading each of these threads. Until finally you get something that actually addresses, I think, one of the core issues that is actually raised here. One of the controversies surrounding this proposal that might be one of the reasons why this is an actually somewhat newsworthy thing in and of itself. It's a blog post on some candidate site, who cares? But it does raise some important issues, like how is government going to regulate the internet and regulate algorithms and re regulate and away misinformation and disinformation online? How are they going to do that? And finally, we get to a thread that actually at least kind of broaches this issue. Uh, we have Naito and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> Uh, writing, how does one regulate algorithms when even the creators of the algorithm don't know how it works? And then you have uh, some people responding in here, for example, someone who very much attacks the Reddit usership in general for not knowing what they're talking about, not understanding how these things work. Um, and, and a couple of other comments. But you have to, again, you have to click through into this thread until you start getting into the meat and potatoes. And you start, you get someone who, of course, defends... Yang, oh, oh, here's the whole plan. Academic references and all. They thought this through. Yang 2020. So here's the... Finally, we actually get a link to the actual blog itself that this whole thing is based on. <laughs> finally, if you click down and down and down and into the thread, finally, you can actually find out what this is actually based on. And then uh, Bearded Heathen finally comes in. Here is specifically what he said about algorithms to answer the questions posed in this in this thread so far. And it says, work with companies to create algorithms that minimize the spread of misdisinformation and information that's spe uh, specifically designed to polarize or incite individuals. Require algorithms on platforms that allow political advertisements or the sharing of news stories to be open source or confidentially disclosed to the Department of the Attention Economy. Now, I hope I would hope that if you 
had uh, actually participated in this little game and and read through the blog post before watching this video, this would have been one part that would have sprung out to you, I imagine, if you're a Corbett reporter, because, yeah, this is pretty important stuff that really gets to the heart of the issue of what regulation of the big tech really means. What does it really mean that we're going to regulate big tech? Oh, we're going to work with companies to create the government is going to work with companies to create algorithms to s minimize the spread of mis- or disinformation. And information that's specifically designed to polarize or incite individuals. Hmm, who gets to decide what is specifically designed to polarize or incite individuals? What if factual information about the real world is polarizing or does incite individuals to do something because they don't like what is happening. What if, what if that is the case? And what if the government is on the side of the status quo that says, well, we don't want anyone to get upset about anything, so any information that makes people upset. Again, these are the real issues where the rubber really meets the road around these vague talk about, whoa, we're going to regulate big tech, yay. Everyone wants to regulate big tech. Now, just leave the details to us. Don't worry, I, as president, will create a, a, a special office that will work with companies to create algorithms that will stop the spread of misinformation. <laughs> and that's the amount of detail that's given. Uh, require algorithms on platforms that allow political advertisements or the sharing of news stories to be open source or confidentially disclosed to the Department of the Attention Economy. So, again, the government will step in and force you to give them your access to your your source code or how you, how your website operates <clears throat> I, again is this really the path we want to be headed down well finally down here we get Ike my Nikes Ike my Nikes uh, f finally bringing these issues out into light minimize the spread of misdisinformation that's a really fancy fancy way of saying let's censor speech we don't agree with under the disguise of acting as if it's in our interest. Who's going to decide what's true and what's not true in order to create algorithms to minimize the spread of mis- and disinformation? What has happened to this country? It's the First Amendment which we all learned in elementary school. We are all individuals with free thought. Why do people always want to censor speech and points of view now, as if they are these all-knowing superior beings who know what's best for everyone, and thus should be the gatekeepers of what people can and cannot say? and can and cannot listen to? Do people really trust a bunch of power-hungry government bureaucrats and greedy-ass Silicon Valley elites to control the information we are allowed to consume? I don't understand it. People just want to piss away their First Amendment rights. And why? Are people scared of allowing other people to have freedom of thought and letting them decipher information themselves? Because that might mean someone disagrees and doesn't think like them. It's such a stupid idea because it consolidates freedom of information to a select few at the top, which if anyone thinks that won't be corrupted and abused, then I got some oceanfront property in Missouri to sell you. <sighs> and then it gets into a discussion. Well, right now, companies control what you see. That's pissing away your First Amendment rights. So in order to protect your First Amendment right, we're going to have to get the government involved in stopping the spread of misinformation that is deemed misinformation by the government. That's somehow preserving your First Amendment rights? Pretzel knots. Pretzel knots of twisted nonsense. But I invite you to notice a few things about what we've done here today. First of all, 
to actually find someone actually addressing the issues that are raised by this blog post, which we are supposedly talking about. You have to dig down and down and down and down into the discussion. Almost no one talking about the actual things that are being proposed. They're talking about tangents of tangents of tangents. And it's not, I think, because people aren't interested in these issues or they don't have insightful things to say about them. I think it's because no one read it. No one clicks into the article. No one reads. No one wants to go back to the actual blog post and take a look at it. This isn't a forum for actual in-depth discussion on these issues. It's a forum for who, who can come up with the funniest puns surrounding the title of a news story that I didn't read or something along those lines. Now, that isn't to say, I mean, okay, then that's what it is. And, you know, who cares? All right. So that's what Reddit is for. Great. As long as we know that, as long as we're not pretending this is some sort of insightful place for interesting discussion on core topics, or that it is inciting that kind of discussion, because it clearly is not. It is clearly obscuring it. And this is a perfect example of how you have an actual source document that then has to get encapsulated into a news story, which is bad enough. It does disservice enough as you've seen from reading that original blog post and then reading the Verge article, yeah, okay, well, they did a pretty good job, I guess, given the space and time limitations they had, I'm sure, to fit it into those four or five sections that they had. And, and then, of course, that all has to be encapsulated into a single headline. And then that headline gets moved over to Reddit where people talk about the headline and no one even understands what is being actually discussed here. It's crazy. And it, to me... This is an important part of the way people are being propagandized to in this day and age, where it, it isn't even about the base issues themselves. It's about, it's a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. It's a, a simulacrum, if we want to get all Baudrillard on it. It's not even about the thing. It's not even about discussion about an encapsulation of the thing. It's about a discussion surrounding the title of the, the encapsulation of the thing. <laughs> it's so far removed from the thing itself that it's worthless, but worse than worthless, because it encourages people to believe that they are getting information about the world, when in fact, all you're getting is discussion surrounding a headline. It's nonsense. But this is the way that political discourse is trending, uh, away from anything that is real, until now we're second or third or fourth stage removed from the actual source that is supposedly under discussion. And uh, occasionally you can still find some insightful commentary, but you have to dig for it. And perhaps that is true in any medium. Um, there's still uh, diamonds in the rough, and you have to dig for them to find them. Um, but it seems to be that that is the way that most of these fora, fora on the internet have arisen. And I think that has something to do with the medium of the internet itself and the types of discussion that are even possible on it. Um, so there's a lot to dissect from this, not only, of course, from Andrew Yang's proposal and the very real issue of how he's going to, for example, work with companies to create algorithms to censor misinformation and disinformation, and why would we want that in the first place, but actually, as I say, other very important issues that are raised in here that aren't addressed in this article or in this Reddit thread and I haven't even talked about here. For example, I'll just give you one example of something that I found extremely interesting is his uh, discussion of cryptocurrency in this particular proposal. And uh, as you can imagine, I have some things to say about that too. But I'd like to hear A, your headline 
for this, what headline you came up with for this blog post, uh, your story about this blog post, and then secondarily, uh, a talk about the internet fora as they exist and how they are structured and whether it, actual conveying of real information is is really possible or is at least fostered in this uh, context. And then thirdly, surrounding any other issues that you think are issues that are worthy of discussion around the Andrew Yang blog post itself, and some of these, and, and the greater discretion, discussion surrounding big tech real, uh, censorship, essentially. Um, which, again, I have lots to say on that, and you might want to start on my uh, podcast from last summer on Problem, Reaction, Solution, Internet Censorship Edition, in which I have my own say on that. So, lots of topics raised today, and I think it's just a fascinating exploration of a, 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 a one method of propagation of propaganda, so that people who are propagandized uh, in every step of the process, even the propagandizers, aren't necessarily willing participants in some sort of master plan to craft some sort of narrative surrounding an event. It's just that the information keeps getting dumbed down and dumbed down until you're not talking about the, the actual thing itself anymore. Some heady topics for discussion today. I hope uh, that it gives you some food for thought. That's going to do it for this week, and I hope to be talking to you again very soon. The Corbett Report is brought to you by The Corbett Report Subscriber. A weekly newsletter featuring James Corbett's International Forecaster Editorial, recommended reading and viewing, discounts on Corbett Report DVDs, and once a month, a subscriber-only video. Sign up today to start receiving your copy at corbettreport.com support.